solid 30 minutes, <laughs> if not 40, just saying. Right. <laughs> so we have Leah the Sunstar here with us, a repeat, say it to me, nice alum. Yay. Yay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> For those of you who, who are not familiar with Leah the Sunstar, Leah, give us a, a lovely intro to all the wonderfulness that is you. Oh, wow. Okay, so I am a second-generation astrologer. I'm a sixth-generation herbalist. I um, am a priestess, um, initiated uh, priestess. I, um, wow, I am a uh, spiritual coach. Um, I'm known as a spiritual oracle. That's just my human design. I'm one of those people where, like the oracle on the matrix, like we have the we have the same um, pers- personality trait. Don't, don't judge me. I've never seen the matrix. What? Those of you all have who have who are listening in who have seen the matrix, I have the same personality type of the oracle off of the matrix, and also. President Barack Obama and also Oprah Winfrey, the same personality type. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm a I'm a numerology. I'm a number four. So I'm definitely very um oh my bad. Leo Sun, Cancer Sun, Venus, Cancer, Venus, Gemini, Capricorn Moon, Virgo rising. <laughs> Give it all, give it all out. Um, Leo rising, and I'm talking about Western and Eastern astrology. So I'm giving y'all my whole background, my whole chart, how I'm moving around this earth. All that. So yeah, like it's um, I still work full time in as a senior business analyst for an IT consulting firm, but as as my spiritual gifts and my divine purpose from being on this earth, I work with um a lot of gifts I would say even as a medium um the gift of mediumship that runs in my mom's side of the family that is how which is which led me into tarot so I've been reading tarot now for about seven years so yeah I've been reading tarot for other people for about seven years now so yeah I think that's me I think that's all I want to share right now (laughs) That's straight dopeness, either way, all the way. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a lot, actually. So there was a video that circulated the interwebs um, of Shan Bodie. Shout out to Shan Bodie. We love her. Shout out to Shan Bodie, yes. Super dope sex educator, sexual influencer, just- Fine MILF. Like MILF as fuck, absolutely. (laughs) Right. all of the above. She she's really an inspiration for people in in my field. We look at her and we're like, "Yo, she's killing it. She 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 presents what where we're all trying to go for the most part." So I love that about her. But she had she had a podcast interview. Um, she has a podcast called Lovers and Friends. Mm-hmm. It's super dope. And she was interviewing this young lady, Jasmine. I don't remember Jasmine's last name, but I do know Jasmine is a comedic um, social influencer. I actually came across Jasmine years ago um, on, what are they called, Vines back in the day? Was it Vines? 
really jasmine jazzy brown jasmine jazzy brown so she like would put up little funny skits and things of that nature well she was talking about her relationship and how in her words she loves being submissive to her partner and shan asked her um what does that mean to you what does that look like and she just listed off like she enjoys i think that stuck out to me like packing his bag, cooking for him, doing all of these things. And Shan asked her, well, do you, what do you receive or something along those lines? And Mm -hmm. she hesitated for a minute and she went into this conversation about how she doesn't do it to receive anything. It's just innate within her. She just loves to do it. And I don't remember her ever saying that she receives it. And I honestly, I want to say that she said, I got to go back because I don't want to be wrong that she, she never, I think she said she didn't think she did. Right. And the inner went, inner went, Lord, the internet went crazy. Went My crazy. God, they went nuts <laughs> on this chick. And it's like one half was like, oh, she's wonderful. That's beautiful. Whoop de woo. The other half was like down with this bitch. She's gonna, she's taking us back to 1942. Like it, it was so crazy. The, the difference in response to her for me though, I resonated so hard with what she was saying. Me too. Resonated so hard. Like when you are with someone, you love them and we're givers, right? We like to, to make our partners feel good not necessarily wanting anything in return. Like I think I said it earlier, it's not, it's, I don't do it so that you do something back for me. However, if you do something back for me, I will greatly and grandly appreciate it, right? It just, Absolutely. it makes me want to give more when I'm receiving more. So I, right. I, I kind of wanted to talk about like how we experienced that video, um, but also love languages and how I think the general public didn't really understand what she was saying as far as her love languages how she gives love so what you think what did you think about the video I to be honest I jumped in her dms and was like thank you like she didn't respond but I still had to just say like thank you when she said my love is my biggest flex Ooh, I felt that in I, my soul. That was dope. Like that, that for me was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's yeah. me. That's yeah, me. that summed it up for me. I was like, dang, when I really think about it, yes, I'm successful. You know, I've, you know, I, I make I do really well for myself. You know, I just um and I guess, you know, some people feel like six figures a year ain't good enough, you know, in these days and age, but you know, I take my little six figures to the bank. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, I'm out here doing the daggone thing. You know what I'm saying? For myself. But in anything I could flex about materialistically, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, to what was that? Stamp, stamp that of approval and also jump on that piggyback of saying my love and the way I love is my biggest flex. Yes. And learning about like different modalities like astrology and human design 
you know, just getting, I've spent a lot of time, you know, in my almost 40 years on this earth. Oh God, don't do this. Not do this. <laughs> learning about myself and learning, you know, I've had, I've had some experiences in my life, you know, especially in my twenties, I felt like, damn, but now to like be here, you know, and to really know myself as a woman, it's like, so we don't know Jasmine personally, you know what I'm saying? We don't know how she grew up. We don't know what she saw. And I feel like everything that we are and everything we become has to do with a lot of different things. You know, we have to take into account our DNA. We have to take into account, you know, our environment, like growing up, we have to take into account the planets and how they were aligned when we were born in the East and in the West. We got to take into account human design and neutrinos and all these other things. Like it's so much, humans are so complex, but we try to uh, like oversimplify ourselves for some reason. And I don't even know why. So when she was talking, she was talking about the little things that she does for her man, Cam and Mm -hmm. What I heard was, I am a nurturer. Yes. A, lot, a lot of women are nurturers. The divine masculine, and here's, and here's what trips us up. The divine masculine gives. The divine feminine receives. So we're not giving. She's not giving by being nurturing. Nurturing is a part of the divine feminine. Mm. It is a part of the divine feminine to be a nurturer, just like it is a part of the divine feminine to receive and not just receive dick. You know what I'm saying? Receive, not not that receiving. You know what I'm saying? But that's what people think about. She didn't say not dick. She said just. Just I mean, not. You know. Like as in that's not the only right. thing that, but it is that part the of divine it. feminine needs to be receiving. You know, it is part of it for those who like to fuck dick just saying just I just you know I've been fucking so I'm you know any opportunity to slide in there you know people should be fucking I'm gonna take it but right <laughs> but oh uh, you know I'm in an expressive way you know I'm saying like so what can the divine masculine give to the divine feminine other than that to to make us feel loved and that's where we get into the love language and I think that would have been a nice segue for, for Shan and for her, uh, for Jasmine to go into, mm-hmm. because I feel like knowing your love language is knowing how you need to receive love. And then when you get in partnership with someone, you can sit down and do the love languages quiz with your partner and find out what your partner's top love languages are. So you know how they need to receive love. So maybe her man's love language is acts of service. Like, we don't know that. And maybe hers is receiving gifts or words of affirmation. So maybe he showers her with gifts. You have absolutely corrupted me because it was one of your pages. It was either the say it to me nice or the sex... um, Sex positive CFLE, which is about to change. Sex positive. I don't know, but you posted something. You posted somebody's post and I actually went to the post and looked at the comments and it was about praise kink. And I had never, 
you know, I know what it is, but I never heard it like put into like there's a term called praise kink, and these are the these are the types of praise kink. So until like I knew what I liked, right? But I never knew. Oh, so I'm looking at your page. I'm like, oh, I'm actually into praise kink. I'm like, wait a minute, this me on. So I was drawing that into the words of affirmation. We don't know what her words of affirmation includes. It could include praise kink. Yep. You know, it could include, right. you know, because some people think, oh, it's just I love you and you're pretty. No, it could be you're mine. You're, you're, that's my pretty girl. Like, we don't know yes. what he's doing behind closed doors to gratify her right. and to support her love language. So I think for me, it really... I was like, okay, so in understanding ourselves as women, I grew up in a household where my parents were married like almost 50 years before my dad passed away. So they literally, there was no divorce. There was no, you know what I'm saying? So I, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Now, what I realized was, is, no, nah, I don't want to be no stay-at-home mom. That that was just never my plight. You know what I'm saying? That's not how, I'm, you know, that's not how my daddy raised me. My daddy raised me the opposite of what I saw. Right. But, but my, I saw my mom and the way she took care of my father. So she was the same way. You know, she cooked, she cooked, she washed clothes, you know, she doted on him. She really like took care of him. And that's what I saw. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I know. So in every relationship I've had, yes, I'm going to wash clothes. I'm going to cook, you know, I'm going to be in tune with my partner um, and their needs, you know, because I am a nurturer. But what I have found is what I need in return from from my partners right mm -hmm. and so for for everybody it's gonna look different some women want a provider some women want a protector some women want a provider and a protector some women you know what i'm saying for me yep. it's not that i don't want a provider mm -hmm. um it's just i'm very careful about the terminology of provider mm, okay what do you mean by that? Because one time I wrote down that I wanted a provider on a piece of paper because I was trying to manifest something. And yeah, I got a provider, a provider of pain and suffering. Dear God. Um, so that's what the, that's oh, what the provider meant. So after that, I said, okay, God, you got jokes. You funny. All right, cool. Ha, 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 ha. Jokes on Leah. Let's go revise this paperwork. So what I have learned is you have to be specific about what you want. Like you can't go to the restaurant and be like, well, I just want mushrooms. Sometimes you got to tell them I want a portobello mushroom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or shiitake. Or shiitake. Right. Exactly. You got to, sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to get that detail. So for me, it turned into Yes. I want someone who is a provider um, of whatever I need in terms of emotional support, mm. financial support. Um, but when I say provider, I mean a provider of support in what area that I need that support in. I like that. I need somebody who is going to make me feel safe. 
not just physically safe, but emotionally safe. A protector to me is not just somebody who's going to physically protect me from danger. Right. A protector for me is someone who is going to protect my spirit, protect my emotions, pro- pro- you know, protect me physically as well, but also you're not going to go out and bring something home to me that I cannot get rid of. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Some people think, I just want my man to carry a gun and a cot, but, but he's still going out there sleeping with downright and under, yeah. underground Susie and Sally and going to bring right so that's not a that's not a protector though you know what i'm saying somebody who's going to do that is not protecting your heart they're not protecting your body so you definitely have to be very specific about what you need and to be honest if i'm cooking dinner and i'm making your lunch and you know to be honest i those are things that i like to do with my partner I like for my partner, if they're not helping me, I like for them to be sitting in somewhere in the near vicinity and us having conversation or they kissing me on my neck or they rubbing on my titties or they tapping me on my hips and my booty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to have that interaction, you know, when I'm actually doing these things and, you know, it's going to get me loosey goosey juicy if then my partner is like, well, baby, you've been working all day. You done cooked for me. I'm going to do these dishes. Then it's like, oh, oh baby, <laughs> what's about to happen in that shower? What's right. about to happen in that bed? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I think, so speaking about the love language, you said something really powerful. We don't know the love language, but more importantly, you said about the divine masculine. What does the divine, divine masculine do to risk to? The divine masculine is, is the giver. Is the giver. The divine masculine is the giver. Mm -hmm. Right. So you said it. You said it so eloquently. You did. It was wonderful. Um, The divine masculine, what does the divine masculine give that opens the door for this receiving from the divine feminine, right? And in my mind, it went straight to, especially for for, for Shan and Jasmine, thinking, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about sports. I don't know anything about Cam Newton or anything like that. Hell, I don't know nothing about Jess. But the idea that she's so comfortable to, to, to give of herself in the way that she, she is, what she's doing, like you say, she's, she's receiving in a way because mm-hmm. this nurtures to, to be your true, authentic, nurturing self. It fills your cup. For me, it fills my cup to be able to, to hold space for someone in that manner. So what is he giving? And I think the general public wanted to hear that he does those exact same things for her, not thinking that is not, that may not be how she receives love, protection, security. From my, under, I don't know nothing about sports or him. I'm sure he's a millionaire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know the st- the status. I don't know where she's living. I don't know if they live together, but I will tell you when you ain't got to worry about a bill, when Hello. you ain't got to worry about a mortgage, about a rent, about a car note, when you ain't got to worry about things like that, you know what I'm saying? You, you be more willing Preach. to do a whole lot of things that you didn't think that you would want to do. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like people was like, oh yeah, he packs my bag. Baby, fuck a bag. Fuck packing my bag. Can you take care of one of these bills? I don't care which one it is. Pick one, all of them. If she's able to live a life of luxury and that is 
of value to her. And she feels as though that is an even trade. Who the fuck are we to tell her, sis, you wrong. You putting women back in the 1950s. Whoop de whoop de whoop. Baby, listen, let me tell you something. I'm not ageist, but sometimes I be a little ageist. Sometimes I do. You know, I didn't hit big auntie status now. You know what I'm saying? So I be looking at these young girls because I ain't had no 20s. I was married. I was married all of my 20s for the most part. So I was, you know what I'm saying? So for me, <laughs> looking at how I love their drive. I love their ambition. What I don't like is the lack of sisterhood mm-hmm. that I'm seeing because, oh, life should be this way. This is how you should love. This is how you should receive. This is how you should do it. Instead of, hey, this is how I do it and it works for me, but I honor and respect what works for you. They were just dragging this young girl through the mud, simply for saying, this is how I choose to love. There may be a message for her. There may be a a lesson for her later on. This may not be, but for right now, she shared on the public airs, this is how I'm choosing to love and I enjoy doing it. Why? If, why? if, this, is, if this is how she truly is, it's not going to change. I, and I'm speaking from my personal experience. In every last one of my marriages, relationships, everything, I've been the same me. And at one point I thought to myself, well, I need to change me. And a wise older woman, a wise older woman said to me, no, ma'am, you don't change who you are. What you do is you stop settling Mm. for people that don't deserve to Yep. To partake in how you love. If your love is your biggest flex, then you need to protect your love. And everybody deserve it. Everybody don't need to receive it. Everybody can't receive it. Right. And I have learned that over the years, even in the worst thing you can do if someone, if you have a partner like myself, I'm going to use myself as an example. If you have a nurturing, loving partner, the worst thing you can do is act like you don't want it or act like it's not valuable to you. That's the worst thing you can do. You know, I had an ex who I would always fix his plate. Like whenever we was at his family's house um, for dinner or anything like that, we were married. You know what I'm saying? But I would always fix his plate and then I would fix my plate. I would fix his plate or sometimes I would fix our plates at the same time. But most of the time I would fix his plate first, take it to him and then go back and fix my plate and sit down. Now, if he would have ever said, hey, baby, I'm going to fix your plate this time. I would have been like, no, I'd have been like, "Okay, I'm going to sit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to sit right here. Sat. She is sat down and going to enjoy her meal. But But I did that to him everywhere. And we, we, we hit rockier times in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I didn't change who I was. I was still very um, nurturing, very loyal. And we were at a work function. We were both working at the same job at this point. And I, I was, you know, got up to fix his plate. And he was very rude and nasty towards me and said, no, I can do that myself. I don't want you to do that. And that was like poison to me. It was almost like he had, he, 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 I mean, in terms of what's something that you just don't like, I don't like when people hang up in my face. I don't like when people spit on people. Like, I think that's disgusting. It felt equivalent to that, to me, it hurt my feelings. And after that, I, I pulled back. I was like, oh, because 
I didn't understand what was the cause of it. In my mind, I was like, is there a woman here that you don't want to 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 see or to know like I, I was very offended and I just remember after that I really stopped and I remember going out of town this was a, like after that after that incident happened I remember going out of town with one of my close close friends she's like a sister to me and he went to a family function while I was out of town this was in my 20s late 20s early 30s And um, I remember him saying to me, I sat there at this family function with no food. And I realized after a while that my wife wasn't there to fix my plate because he was waiting on me to fix his plate. But I was out of town in a whole other state with my friend at that point in time. So I, I, you know, I say that to say that every relationship that I've had where I felt unappreciated or I felt like someone didn't because for me appreciation is everything yes I am a natural nurturer all women are we we nurture our children we nurture our men we nurture our parents eventually we end up having to nurture our parents like we we are natural nurturers but my thing is to feel unappreciated is the worst like in terms of what I'm receiving from uh uh, my my partner yes there are things I can honestly say I would love to receive from a partner while I'm being nurturing but to be disrespected or to be unappreciated Mm -hmm. for the love that I offer right that to me hands down like at this point in my life oh yeah that's off the table. That's not something I'm I'm even willing to entertain or to tolerate. Right. Um now, I tolerated it when I was younger not and then true. that was the lesson though. That was the lesson and I hope that Jasmine, Jazzy, I hope that she never has to experience that. Right. You know, she's younger, of course, right. but I hope she doesn't have to experience that. I hope she's not experiencing that now. But that is something that I, you know, all women aren't nurturers. Right. We we have we we supposedly exactly. have it innately, but all women aren't nurtured and all women aren't gonna understand. Right. And I think all women nurture differently. Mm-hmm. And I think again, the general public or or the people that were like real nasty toward Jazzy. Yeah. If you I feel as though if you took them off of social media and you put them in the presence of their person and you just observe what they did I I feel as though a lot of what Jazzy was saying they practice it in their day-to-day life if they're single if you put them in the presence of someone that's giving or loving them in the way that they need to be or want to be loved Mm -hmm. a lot of what Jazzy was saying that she does they would do as well but again, what is what is Jazzy received? Because it works for her. We talked a lot about love languages. And for people who, who don't fall, I feel like most people know what the love languages are. But if you don't, uh, we have acts of service, quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, and gift. Now, I feel as though, I feel as though the list is a little outdated now. I feel like love languages has been around for a little while. I think it could stand to to have a little upgrade. Some other things that could be acts of that could be love languages for people. I would really like to see food added. I, I feel like it, it falls under acts of service it falls under acts of service but I just feel like it's 
listen to buy me food like that's a that's a good type of service like I love it when someone brings me food and good food I ain't talking about like Wendy's and McDonald's although I would be appreciative if my fat ass is hungry whatever but you know you bring me some wing tacos I I like a man that's gonna cook for me or well a person I'm just gonna say I like I like I like I like to I like to be cooked for like like I agree I agree. You get bonus points for cooking for me, but not everyone knows how to do it. Mm. I don't, number one, I don't (laughs) like messing up my kitchen. I don't. I get that from my mama. My mother to this day, no, I'm lying. When my last visit home, she allowed me to cook in her kitchen. I promise you, I can count on one hand the amount of times my mother has allowed me in her kitchen. Like never when I was growing up. Like I... (laughs) Like if she was cooking, I was not able to be in the kitchen. Like, girl, gone. What is you doing? Why are you in here? Because that's her sanctuary. That's her place. That was her back oh, in the okay. place. And she would just, you know, rock out in the kitchen cooking us a delicious delectable meal. But I ain't learned nothing because she wouldn't let me in there. I just feel like that would be a good addition. <laughs> food. <laughs> food is a love language. Food should be a love language. You know who said that recently? Tia. Ooh. Tia and Tamara. Tia. Um, what's her last name now? Uh, <laughs> Tia. Is it Tia Hardick or is that the, the other one? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should know. Yeah, she, she was the one who said that food is her love language. I was like, yeah, I mean, definitely a person who knows how to cook. You know, I don't care if you don't know how to cook a whole lot of stuff, but cook something. You know, like I know you know how to cook something. Like for me, you gotta know how to cook something. Something. Like, can you bake chicken? Like I love baked chicken. I mean, if you could make me some spicy Thai ramen noodles, I'll be happy. I just feel like that's going too far. Like like that's going too far. Like I thought you was about to say something like like real regular, you know. Make me some spaghetti. Make me spaghetti is not regular because you gotta know how to cook meat for that. Everybody can't I... cook. You know how some people don't know how to cook meat. You can't trust everybody. No, is... I, I feel like other stuff might be a little easier, like boiling an egg and Listen, some toast. There was this dude one time. Oh, this was back in the day. This was like oh, freshly divorced Brigetta um like maybe a year or so after my divorce and this dude was like oh he can cook I was like for real he I can make gum I make the best gumbo now Louisiana people we don't play with our gumbo so number the problem was (laughs) if you are if you are from Louisiana you know the best gumbo is gonna is gonna come from South Louis South Louisiana so you know Lake Charles is considered South I would say Lake Charles Lafayette New Orleans all up in there right mm-hmm. we got the best north louisiana central to north louisiana we can do it we can do it but it don't it don't hit like down south <laughs> like down south louisiana it don't hit like it does i'm just saying so he was like he can make some gumbo so i was like oh, okay cool so in my mind i'm thinking either you know he gonna make this north louisiana gumbo that's gonna be like the rue gonna be light and shit or it's gonna be like bussing when I tell you this man made soup, baby, that wasn't gumbo. That was motherfucking soup. That was chicken and sausage soup. That was not gumbo by any stretch of the imagination. And so me trying not to be rude, because I'm not a nasty person. You know, I'm I'm nice. I'm 
because I was like, okay, so how did you make it? Now I've been making gumbo for quite a while. So I'm like, okay. He was like, oh, it was real easy. You know, I use uh, chicken broth and, you know, I cut up my vegetables and stuff. I ain't say shit about no roux. I was like, so, so how did you make your roux? What's that? Mm-mm. I learned right there. I learned right there. If someone offers to cook something for me, I want to know their process. So how do you make yours? Like, I got to find out. Like, how do you make yours? Because I'm not going to eat that shit. Like, that was like, it was soup. I ain't had my mouth ready for soup. I had my mouth ready for gumbo. And it was like fall, you know, autumn is my favorite. It's my favorite season. It was nice, nice and, you know, a little cool, a cool little breeze outside and shit. And I'm out here eating chicken and sausage soup because some woman's son was like, yo, I can make gumbo. You cannot, you cannot. He didn't even put, he didn't put crab in it? No, no, it was chicken and sausage. It was chicken and sausage. Chicken and sausage gumbo is what we make when we ain't got the money for the crab and the, the crab and uh, shrimp. I don't, I don't know what that is. Sorry to this man. You say something? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know that's the that's the uh, my, poor man gumbo. I'm very familiar with Louisiana. Very familiar with Louisiana. I'm not gonna go into details how, but yeah, like no, I no, you, I, I am very familiar with dishes right. from Louisiana. <laughs> so typically, you get you get you a, a country person nine times out of ten, they know how to cook. It was that one time out of 10 I found this this joker. They you know how to cook. I gave him another opportunity. He was like, well, I'm going to fry some fish. Okay. How hard is it to fuck up fish? It was tilapia. You First off, you feeding me tilapia. Let's start there. Secondly, you're frying tilapia. Like, I don't, I don't even think you're supposed to fry tilapia. Like, we ain't supposed to be eating the shit in the first place. But you fry. Let's start there. <laughs> Like, I was so confused. Like it wasn't in no, cause I, I've heard some people use fried tilapia for fish tacos. I've heard it. I've never seen it. I've heard it. Now this, you fried that shit. Like it was straight catfish. You fried that thing up. Like, and it was like, not good. It was nasty. It was real nasty. It was real nasty. I don't know what the fuck he seasoned it with. I feel like it was lemon pepper. I don't fucking know. But like um, some types it, of fish should not be fried. I've had fried salmon before and it was okay. So I like it. I actually, I actually liked it. I've been everybody on- can't fry it good. Salmon can dry out easy. Real quick. So you have to, you know, you have to know how to season it and how to fry it in order to make it still be juicy. It was, yeah, I've had it. It was, it was good. It was real good. So um, I didn't talk to that guy. I broke up with him not too far after that. Like I got standards. Like I feel as though you don't care about my life if you fry tilapia. And that wasn't the reason why I stopped fucking with him. All of that. And a dude had a girlfriend that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. How are you cooking for me? Horrible, may I add. I hope he was cooking for his girlfriend, like good food and shit, and was like trying to make me a side bitch and was like making me fucked up food. Like, I honestly hope that's what was happening. I do. I don't think that's what it was, but I stopped fucking with him and I was thankful because... He didn't even honor your love language. He didn't even speak in the love languages. He didn't honor your love language. I and you know what's crazy for me is quality time is my love language. Oh so being God. in a relationship yeah. with someone who like I got tree jobs, man. I got tree jobs. So tree. you know, I'm a tree jobs. I got tree jobs. So I, you know, if I prioritize a person, you know, in my life, and yes. you know, I, I, I to be honest. 
I don't think a relationship has ever been a top priority, even when I was married. Like, not saying I didn't love my then husband and I didn't love being married. I did, but I have always, I mean, the way my planets are set up with this Virgo rising and this Capricorn moon, I'm going to always be getting my bag. Like, I'm always going to be in my bag. So, you know, being barefoot pregnant in the house and waiting for somebody to come bring some money home to me is not my, it's not my ministry. Right. So we can be equals. We can both be out here doing our thing and, you know, collaborating and bringing money into the house, but it won't just be a one income household for me. You know what I'm saying? But having quality time, this is a turnoff for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm spending time with a partner they on their phone most of the time and they hiding their phone. I can't see what you doing on your phone while you spending quality time with me. So that's a big red flag for me. And that is one thing going into my future relationship whenever the Lord and the universe sees fit for me to be back in a relationship. Um, Yeah, that's one of my... That's going to be a hard stop, a hard no for me. Just knowing what quality time for me. I don't care what we're doing during the quality time. We could be cooking. We could be screwing, you know, at a park with a blanket, talking about the the planets and politics and whatever we want to talk about. But when I when I say quality time, quality time means engaged Mm -hmm. in each other. And not concerned about what's going to be still going on when we get finished spending quality time. Because none of that other stuff is going anywhere. Right. Like, none of it. I like the part about quality time that I like the most or that I desire the most is that whatever time we spend together doing whatever, we both, like, leave it better than we came. Right? Like, I... Even if it's just us chilling, we are now refreshed. We are more refreshed than when we decided to just chill together and hang out. Like our conversation, like I want to leave knowing more about you or or feeling more safe with you or fucking safer. Jesus, whatever. Like I want, I want quality time to be mindful and purposeful. And again, the purpose don't have to be like, oh, we're going to, we're going to build this business every time we get together. It could have to be. But we engage in something that now we're refreshed, we're renewed. Now we're we're off to take on the world together because we took this time together to do a thing. And I think more couples need to consider quality time in that aspect. It's not just us hanging out, but what are we gaining from this experience? Are we mindful about the fact that we're spending quality time together? So, and are we are we mindful and are we each other's peace? Like you just are said, we each other's peace because are we, we each other's peace? Because if you, if I'm sitting here wanting to spend quality time with you, and like for me, if I get an important phone call or something happens, I respectfully say, "Hey, babe, you know, I feel like." Um, there's something that might be an emergent situation. Do you mind if I, you know, just take a moment to check on so-and-so, whether it's my mama, you know what I'm saying? Do you mind if I just take a moment politely? 
but I've dealt with people who just disregard the whole quality time aspect and I'm just like okay so not only are you showing me that you don't love me you know because because quality time is my love language Mm -hmm. so not only are you showing me that you you don't love me you don't respect me Mm, and you don't respect you don't respect me you don't respect our time together yeah you don't value and respect our time or my time so let me let me show you this so I think this is where a lot of people get like in crazy arguments because your love language is quality time but theirs might be gift giving so your reaction to them them not really how you feel respecting that quality time that person doesn't see it like that they're like what's the big deal that's why it's so important to have conversations like this beforehand like yo quality time is like high 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 up there for me so this is this is how I can this is how I see quality time for us what are your thoughts because if you deviate from that it may make me feel xyz kind of way and I think again everything goes back to communication and people are always so limited in what they communicate with potential partners or friends or whatever the case may be like we're so limited we may see say yeah my love language is quality time but we're not explaining what that looks like for us so him playing a video game and you sitting on the bed, you know what I'm saying? For him, like, well, shit, we in the same room. That's quality time. And for somebody that might be, but for, for as for me in my house, not so much. And I, that, I, ain't, I that ain't, that ain't nobody's quality time. I'm yeah, sorry. They ain't, they ain't nobody's quality time. And listen, I'm sitting there with a controller and we playing together. And we playing together. Now you that gonna ain't, get on your nerves because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but it's quality time because we're engaged and you're teaching me a thing. You're teaching me something. Sports, now I will tell anybody. And I think this has really hurt me in my dating. Sports is not my thing. It's not. I don't understand it. My son now plays sports and I am just beside myself. I don't know what I'm doing. But the idea that, okay, if if sports is important to my person, I'm going to make snack. I tell everybody, that is my contribution to all sports events. I'm going to make snack. Acts of service. For most of the partners that I've had, acts of service has been within the top three. I don't know what the universe is trying to tell me. I don't know. But I'm going to sit there. I'm going to be quiet because I don't know what the shit is going on. And I don't want to disturb your thing. But how can I participate? I like to cook. Let me make these. I can make some bon rotel, little sammies. I love making little sandwiches. You know, I could do that for you because I still want to be a part of something that's important to you. But this right. is a conversation I have out the gate. Like, listen, if you into sports, I want to I want to learn a thing, but I'm I'm I want to spend time with you. So my top three are words of affirmation. Number one, number freaking one. Number okay. two, physical touch. Number three, quality time. Okay, those are now I want them all. Every last one of them. Give them all to me. But like those are my top three, especially gift giving. So let me tell you. So I have always said, I'm not big on gift. That is a fucking lie. That is a fucking lie. I Why did you ever say that? I was, <laughs> I was nuts. I like gifts and it's not like big elaborate things, but I'll take big and elaborate. However, no, but like, receiving gifts is about I want, I thoughtful want, gifts. I want thoughtful things. Anybody yeah. who knows me knows that I am a sucker for a good greeting card. Like I have every greeting card I have ever received from a child to now. Like I collect them. I love greeting cards. They a dollar. (laughs) 
like you can get a bitch a dollar greeting card and put like a cutesy little note into it no I actually wanted them to write something to me I'm sorry like no because I mean quality time is my number one receiving gifts is my number two but I often tell people like receiving gifts for me is not I I, I ain't talking about Michael Kors. I ain't talking about red bottoms. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm talking about things that are thoughtful to me, like something that you know I need or right. something that you know would be meaningful to me. Like I've had someone purchase some tarot cards for me or a tarot deck. Now, I don't know how this person knew, right, that I really wanted this tarot deck because I never shared Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I want this particular tarot deck. But when I tell you, baby, out of all the tarot decks I got, this deck was this deck hit it because mm-hmm. one, it was good on camera when I do my videos. You know, it, it was just it was special to me that I was given this. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this person knew that my love language, one of my my top two love languages, was receiving gifts. So I like thoughtful gifts. Like I like when somebody says, hey, Leah, what's your favorite flower? Because, you know, some people assume that, you know, you love roses. I love roses in a ritual bath or in my bathtub or in a in a bath that I'm making up for a client or something like that. But in terms of flowers that I want to receive from someone who is romantically interested in me, no, I it is not. I love sunflowers, I love lilies, and I love orchids, like calla lilies, orchids, regular lilies, and freaking um sunflowers are my favorite types of flowers. So I mean I appreciate somebody asking me though, you know, do you like flowers? Of course I like flowers. I'm a fairy. What kind of flowers do you like? Here, like these are the flowers that I, that I love. If I was going to have a, like a bouquet, like, you know, thing that chaps my heart the most is when I see people having these big elaborate events, like baby showers and weddings and stuff. And they have fake flowers. I've seen celebrities have fake flowers at their events and I'd be cringing. I'd be like, oh, this is horrible. You a millionaire? Flowers at all. Like I would rather not have flowers at all. If we're going to have fake flowers, because it just, again, I want people to do what their pockets will allow I do and he legit like gave me fake flowers another thing when talking about love languages and when you're trying to speak your partner's love language are you being mindful or are you just checking a box oh I know she likes to spend quality time so she gonna be in here while I play the game no that's not the same how much thought are you putting into it gift giving for me if you don't know say it's early you know it's it's you know it's a fairly new relationship you probably know at least one of my friends probably one at that point if you don't know message one of my friends and be like, yo, I'm, I really wanted to get her something that she would really like. And I know it's really new. What do you think I could get her? Can you send me her Pinterest? My whole fucking life is on Pinterest. Do you, does she have an Amazon list that you could send me or something like that? Like actually sticking your neck out, doing something different, putting thought into it. And I, I just, I don't understand with this generation, say this generation, like I'm, you know, the old bitch. But it seems to me that there is so much conversation about either outdoing one another or 
fighting. Like there's so much fighting right now between people and what's masculine, what's feminine. There's no love in these conversations. And I think the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you is because we can differ, right? We can have difference of opinion, but ultimately the message is about loving and feeling comfortable and confident and supported in how you love and how you you want to receive it. And I, I don't, I, I hate that that conversation between Shan and Jasmine didn't, because I, I feel as though that's what Shan's um, motive was. Shan wanted yeah. to present someone with a different style of loving from her own. Mm-hmm. And it understood or it resonated with some people, but instead there was just this big commotion and they dragged this poor baby. So I wanted this conversation to be more about love, more about promoting, loving and being confident and identifying your love languages, how you love, how you want to receive it. And knowing that how you love doesn't take from the next person and how they love. Right. You let know, me just throw, let me throw a quick monkey wrench into the conversation. No monkey wrench is what. <laughs> so emotional maturity Ooh. is the even bigger scope of this topic. Yes. Emotional maturity is us as women knowing what how we love and how what we need to receive in return from our you know if you identify as a divine mask uh, as a divine masculine what you need from your divine feminine if you identify as divine feminine mostly then what do you need to receive from your divine masculine we have both in all of us but what we have to be mindful of is what we desire and what we attract to ourselves because of what we're manifesting out of ourselves. But back to emotional maturity. Here's my three C's of emotional maturity. If you cannot function in these three C's, you are emotionally inept or immature. (laughs) And you need to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't like the sugarcoat stuff, Jetta, you know me. You know, I'm I'm the sweetest pie, but there's that, again, the way my planets are set up. So communication. Always consistency and consideration if you struggle with any of them three c's you are emotionally immature or inept and you i'm gonna use a big word yeah and you may need work because what you are expecting from another individual you cannot even do yourself you cannot you cannot so i you know i had to mic drop you that's why i said let me just throw a monkey wrench in this love conversation and just say some people can't some people don't know how to love they don't know how to give and receive love because they are not emotionally mature and what does emotionally mature looks like what what does emotionally mature look like to leah Mm -hmm. emotionally mature to leah looks like communication consistency and consideration that's what emotional maturity looks like to leave and have these people that was leaving them comments about this whole blog or you know podcast that shan did aren't even emotionally mature themselves to even have a seat at the table of discussion Mm. so we just, I, you know, I let you, you know, I'm gonna let you talk. You know, I, I, I'm, I, when, when I say I'm gonna let you talk, I ain't talking about you. I'll be like, I'm gonna let the people talk and leave whatever comments they want to leave. But. Um, because I know half of these individuals are not even emotionally mature to understand 
proper communication, mm -hmm. consistency, mm -hmm. and consideration. Because mm -hmm. if you was being considerate, mm -hmm. you would have thought about this is this man's, this is this woman in this man's relationship. Okay. This woman is doing an interview and she's speaking from her point of view. She is young. She's still growing, but Cam Newton is only 33. So some people, you know, half of these people, there's a lot of young people in the, in the comments. It was, you know, I, I feel like some people say some things are outdated and some people are, I consider myself traditional. You know, I've tried consensual non-monogamy at some points in my life, but I realized that I'm a monogamous person. I identify as pansexual, but I am, if I love you, I love you. Right. I don't have the, I, I, Leah, doesn't have the capacity to love one person romantically, more than one person romantically at a time. I don't have that capacity. And I think after I got deep into spirituality, it got even more realer for me because condoms don't protect you from sexually transmitted demons. That part. That part. And I became very conscious of not just my physical body, but my spirit as well. So I no longer, you know, I don't even entertain certain topics and subjects anymore. But I don't judge nobody else's lifestyle. I have plenty of friends that are polyamorous that practice some form of consensual non-monogamy. You like it, I love you. Right. I just tell people, I now I've told the universe, come on, universe, come on, Lord, don't send that, don't, don't send that my way because mm -hmm. I can't receive it. I can receive the friendship. Right. I can receive the camaraderie. Right. But I can't receive, I can't receive that because that's not me as a person. But I feel like we have to be more, I'm saying that to say, people like to be internet thugs Ooh. and judge other people's relationships without being considerate, which again, that C word consideration is, is a part of my three C's of emotional maturity, mm -hmm. where you don't have to believe and or practice what somebody else does, but you can be considerate of this other human and how this other human being chooses to live their life because it's their life. It's their life. It's what their you life. what they eat don't make you shit. Listen, when I tell you these TikTokers, there were so many TikTok videos about this one podcast episode. And I was like, like these women were going in on sis. And I was just like, I don't understand why you're, she never, in, from what I listen, I will go back and listen again. She never said all women need to do this. No, she didn't. She, she was only speaking from what she does. She was speaking mm -hmm. about herself. What was it about her? And this is, oh, this, and this is going to be my last thing about it. I promise you. What is it about this woman being free enough to love as she desires to love she feels 110 percent safe and free in being able to love that man how she does why was that triggering for you is it because you have you have yet to reach that level of freedom where you can say this is how i love and i have been put in a place to be able to give that right Facts. That is what I heard from a lot of the people is like, it felt as though you have not met the person that you want to love, how you want to love. It may not mirror how she loved 
young cam but however it is you want to love and give love and put it out there you have yet to feel free enough to be able to do so and you might be emotionally immature and emotionally inept to understand the dynamics that part between the divine feminine and divine masculine energies and also communication which embodies the love languages and how we both need to be give and receive love also consistency and consideration and i threw consistency in there you know friend because you know i meet people and they you know i've met people mm-hmm. this year alone Ooh, and you know they act like they are they have the schedule of Barack Hussein Obama president former president Barack Hussein Obama they act like they have that man's schedule and I sit here and go Hmm. do you have an assistant that's scheduling your stuff that has to schedule do you have an assistant because if you don't you ain't that busy and you ain't that busy and people who can't be consistent and they blame it on oh I'm busy no you no, know, you ain't right. You're prioritizing what you want to prioritize. To do from here on out, we have to put people in the in the emotional immature file. Yes. As soon as we see a lack of communication mm-hmm. or some type of low vibrational energy of communication, immediately inconsistency and an in an inconsiderate. Yep. All of those, any of those, are flags. Red flags, they go in that emotional, immature file cabinet. We close the file cabinet. That's that. And do not and do not return to it. Mm-hmm. Lock it up. Put yeah. It in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this has been a really good conversation, Leah. As always, I appreciate you. So talk to me about any projects you have going on. How can the good people find you? Oh, <laughs> So I'm on TikTok now at uh, Leah the Sunstar. Leah the Sunstar. I'm on Instagram, um, Leah underscore the underscore Sunstar. I am on YouTube, Leah the Sunstar. And again, y'all, this that is L I A, L I A T H E S U N S T A R. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I really just repost the Twitter. I don't be on there talking about nothing. Don't even y'all even gotta go look at my Twitter page. Oh. Um, as far as like projects I have going on, I've been feeling called into sound bowl here healing. Ooh. So I'm gonna be taking some classes in that. I'm gonna be taking a few other classes in like roots and, and herbs and stuff like that. Cause I want to come out with a product line soon, spiritual products that people can use. And I'm low key about stuff that I do. I wanted to start offering rituals online. However, cause you know, I do say so myself, my, my left hand work and my money work, you know, my, my work to, uh, my, my spiritual work as a priest is to send energy back to people that send in energy the wrong way. And my ability to block a bitch, you know, energetically and protect people energetically is on point. And my abilities to manifest, especially menti, is on point. So I was going to start offering rituals, but in the spiritual community, there are so many uh, scammers now 
um, scamming people, uh, pretending to be people such as ourselves in the spiritual community. So when you start posting rituals and stuff like that, and even services, you got people now that are scamming people out of money. So I'm trying to think of a creative way now of how to offer services to people um, without really having to post on social media. So I'm in the works of doing that, those things now. And also I'm getting a little bit into producing and directing. So I, I've written a treatment for a show and I have started production on my own, my own production on a show. So I am hoping, you know, for great things with that. So, yeah. We have talked about a project, a joint project that we need to. Um, yes, I have actually secured someone who has an Etsy store and multiple um, tarot and oracle decks. I have secured this person for us. I have built a bond with her. She's very sweet and she has some of the best oracle and tarot decks I have ever seen. They're so detailed and she's a. Um, in numerology, she's a, a life path number nine. And I feel like those are the best people to work with when you want a creative endeavor. So I have secured somebody for us to get our deck going, Jetta. So in other words, having, I need to be consistent. And yes, I need, we need to have a few business meetings so that we can go forward with. Also, we were talking about um, some retreats. Was that? Yeah. We were yes. talking about having a retreat. I definitely, definitely think that that would be a very beautiful thing. I was talking to Leah earlier, but, you know, like the whole 45 minutes before we start recording um, <laughs> about just really being called into more um, healing work. Um, I, I know I am a healer. It's just for Absolutely. me figuring out figure out where I'm needed, right? So I'm right now studying different things. I will be taking a Reiki uh, class coming up. I'm going to see it all the way through to the master class, like all the way through definitely would help with all of the things. So big things coming, big things coming. Well, Leah, thank you so much for returning to say it to me nice and you will be back this season again. Yeah. Very excited. I'm very excited. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Say It To Me Nice. I am your host, Bridgetta Giles. And as always, I want you to remember that pleasure is your birthright. Never forget that shit. Own it. Peace.